0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Game of Love podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Smith, and I am so excited about today's episode because I have a very, very special guest. He is an amazing coach for IPEC, an inspiring motivational speaker, and one of my closest friends, Mark Shaw. Mark, thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you, Jess, for having me. I'm so excited.
0: I am, too. Um, yeah, like I said, you are amazing, and we go way back. And I, I'm thrilled to have you on the show because you are an exceptional human being and a fantastic coach, and you help people all over the world.
1: I do, um, and I love it. I and, love
0: it. And you're so good at it, and, and you're so good that... Uh, I brag about you all the time, and uh, you even worked with some of my family members. And I mean, I I love and trust you that much. So thank you again for being on the show. So you and I talked a few days ago. We were on FaceTime, just doing our normal thing, catching up and talking about life. And per usual, we had an amazing conversation. And I'm like, we got to do this on the show because we discuss so many things that would be beneficial to, to my listeners and, um, and a lot of your clients too. So, um, I'm really excited that we could have this time together on the show.
1: Great. So am I, so am I. The Carol Burnett show theme song just came into my head when you said that <laughs> I'm so glad we had this time together. Just to well, let's say that the end.
0: Oh, I love that. <laughs> Oh, I'm so glad that you you sang a little bit. It's like now everybody's getting a little taste of who you are and what you do. Uh, you are currently uh, you live in New York and we um, I'm in Denver right now. You are in New York. And uh, first of all, how are you doing right now? Uh, week 10 days into isolation. How how are things going for you?
1: Um, I'm actually okay. Thankfully. Um, and you know, I know we're all kind of all over the, the spectrum with how we're dealing with this kind of stuff. Some people are very freaked out. Um, some people are very, you know, differing and real circumstances to contend with. Um, and, uh, so I'm, and I'm aware of that and I, I empathize with that. Um, I'm grateful that, you know, I've got some bandwidth to be there for other people because uh, I'm okay thankfully. And, um, to me, it still feels like a little bit of a snow day. Uh, I know it's, it's, it's much more serious than that, of course. Um, but you know, i am stocked up on, you know, food and necessities. Um, I I'm home alone, but you know, I live in a big apartment building in New York. So my neighbors are all right nearby. So everybody's alone, but together. So I don't feel isolated. Um, I was on a call today. It was a, um, it was a webinar, That another coach was doing and he said that he prefers the term instead of social distancing, physical distancing. Mm -hmm. I like that. Right, because it's really like we don't have to be socially distant; we only have to be physically distant. So I've kind of adopted uh, adopted that uh, that sort of mentality. I don't have the news on; um, that's also very helpful. And uh, you know, I and I, fortunately, I've been busy. I've been dealing, you know, working with my clients, holding my my normal client schedule, um, and working to put some of my uh, seminar work uh, online, which we're doing at IPEC Coaching right now, uh, putting our our in person training sessions uh to a virtual format so of course there's a lot of prep work so i have enough to keep me busy uh and distracted i guess um which is of course a good strategy
0: it is it's a great strategy and i want to talk about that more first i want to ask you how are your clients doing what are you hearing from people this week
1: yeah you know they're all doing okay everybody's working from home of course and they uh several have been even before it was mandatory um that they're um uh, their bosses, their, their organizations may have mandated it. Um, and, you know, most of them are leaders, so they have teams to manage. So it's really still about managing their team, just managing them differently. Now, how do you stay connected? How do you continue to meet their needs at a time like this? Um, and also, how do you even deal with those who are less socially oriented, the introverts on your team that don't want to do a group video call? Mm. They're working from home. They actually are delighted that they're working from home. <laughs> home. <laughs> and, you know, so they have video calls, but they don't turn their video on, you know? Right. Um, how do you deal with that? How do you not interpret that as non participation? And, you know, how do you meet the needs of your individual team, which, of course, are very unusual now um, compared to what they usually are? So, um, you know, and then just the normal stuff about, oh, my kids are driving me crazy. It's hard to (laughs) move the kids around, you know, that kind of stuff. So
0: definitely people are just, I think it's interesting what I've, I've seen on social media and the people that I've talked to, it's really only been a week and some people are really struggling And especially the extroverts, the extroverts, you know, 24 hours into this, they're, you know, they, they're putting out memes, joking about they've eaten all their quarantine snacks. And when can we go out? When can we see each other? And that was one of the big things we talked about the other day when we had our little FaceTime date. And uh, we were talking about people's mental health right now. It's, it's a, it's a big deal. And I you know, I I worry about people right now. Yeah. And have you noticed with any of your clients, friends, or maybe even yourself, have you noticed that your mental health or their mental health just is becoming more of an issue? Or maybe there is a an increase of anxiety and depression and just feeling a little more out of out of sorts than usual.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean Definitely a little bit more anxiety Certainly everybody's on edge But um, I have generally noticed That beyond that People are really keeping a stiff upper lip Um, They seem to be doing well uh, This far into it Of course, you know that could change. We, we don't know, you know, we've never been through this. So, yeah. um, but people generally seem to be coping. Okay. Um, a neighbor of mine across the hall keeps saying, I I don't know what I'm going to do with more of this. I'm going nuts already, but her affect seems okay, even though she's saying that, you know, I'm not sensing anything different. So, um, I, I think for now, um, it's, it's more of a concern to look at because it could be very close on Mm -hmm. the horizon uh, where that could start to change. Um, And I think some of it's preventive too keeping a good sense of humor and being light, being there for each other can delay the onset of some of those kinds of things as well.
0: I love that. And humor is (laughs) what brought us together. Originally (laughs) you told me joke after joke (laughs) when we first met, I do. And it's, it's something that when we're together, we laugh <laughs> almost nonstop, I think. Yeah. And even before this call we had a nice little chuckle and um <laughs> yep. that is that's a big part of your life. What uh what what else would you recommend for people that are maybe feeling anxious and maybe starting to feel a little depressed?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really, it's a great question. Um, and uh, I think there are things that you could do, certainly, to reduce your own anxiety, and then also to, to, to take care of others. And, you know, part of it is, uh, it's really about staying focused, Jess, on the big picture. Um, there's meaning in all of this that we can find
0: mm. and create.
1: And, and let me be clear, too, that's not to say that there's a specific purpose, there's a specific reason this happened that we have to uncover and debate over what the reason is what i mean by that and this is actually a, a foundation principle upon which i coach is that we get to create the purpose mm-hmm. that any event in our lives has for us so this could have one purpose for you a different purpose for me and different purposes for all your listeners that are tuned in right now um, and so it's really about focusing on the bigger picture and finding purpose and i think that with that as a context. Then a lot of the other things that we do to manage the day uh, make a little more sense and become a little bit more effective. So I'd like to, if I may, uh, read a poem that I found uh, that was written by somebody um, who is unknown, actually. Her name is Kitty O'Meara. She's quite an unknown, uh, but she's gone viral now with this poem that she wrote. Yes. Um, So, and I think that after that, the other suggestions will kind of fit into this context. And the poem reads, and the people stayed at home, and read books, and listened, and rested, and exercised, and made art, and played games, and learned new ways of being, and were still, and listened more deeply, some meditated, some prayed, some danced, some met their shadows, and the people began to think differently, and the people healed. And in the absence of people living in ignorant, dangerous, mindless, and heartless ways, the earth began to heal. And when the danger passed and the people joined together again, they grieved their losses and made new choices and dreamed new images and created new ways to live and heal the earth fully as they had been healed.
0: Mm, it's so beautiful.
1: So, yeah, you know, it, it blew me away when I when I first saw that and I've posted it around and I've shared it just about on every phone call I've been on. And, and um, I think it really says a lot to me. What it means is, you know, this is a reset button that's been hit. And, um, you know, for our own lives, it's helpful to take stock and how am I living my life? What isn't working for me? What's, what is it time to shed? And it's kind of impossible to, To not see those things in the coming weeks, you know, um, because those are things that certainly won't work and aren't needed now uh, in, in a lot of ways. Um, and then of course on the planet, how are we as a human race living our lives in ways that aren't working? And I think we're going to be forced to look at some of that and we can either fight that and scream and yell, or we can go with it and open ourselves up and really look for the opportunity in this to do things differently so that we can all live together longer and happier.
0: Um, yeah, it's so, yeah. I, that is so beautiful, and thank you for sharing that poem. And when we spoke this weekend, you you said something that was very powerful and it set with me the whole week. You said that we are all these cute little fuzzy caterpillars that have now gone into the chrysalis, and right now is the time that we are in the chrysalis and it, it we are isolated and we are spending times with our time with ourselves and you know to your point it's a great time to look inwards and whew, with you know finding the 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 beauty in this struggle that we don't get to <laughs> be seeing our friends, our loved ones and going out to the movies and going out clubbing and all the things that we like to do. It is so beautiful to stop and get off that hamster wheel of constantly busy and constantly doing that to slowing down and in this isolation, really going inwards. And it's so huge. And and especially with, with dating and so many people having difficulties in their love life, you know, people, if this was a normal week, people would be doing their own thing and going on dates and maybe having great experiences, maybe not having good experiences. And now is such a great time to go, okay, I'm in my house, like it or not, (laughs) I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take inventory. What is working in my life? What's working in my dating life? What's not working? And it's a great time. Just like that caterpillar, it's in its chrysalis. We now have time to go over those things and examine those things and question all those things. And I loved what you said about when this is over and we emerge from that chrysalis we are we are different we are we are completely different we can be different we can be a magnificent butterfly and then you took it a step further and this is what really hit me is you said a butterfly gets to go places that a caterpillar could never get to or would take a caterpillar So much longer. And that really hit me that there is so much opportunity in this time. It is so beautiful that we do get to hit the reset. Some of us, we just go so hard in the paint, just having time to not have to do a to do list or to sleep, get adequate sleep and not feel like we have to be on is a gift in itself. And, uh, really that's me right there. That's everything I just listed was things that I'm so thankful for. And, um, so thank you for sharing that the other day that, like I said, that has been with me and I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, if we really capitalize on this time right now to work on ourselves, oh, what we can do be when we get out of this lockdown, it's that to me gives me so much hope for the coming months.
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And, you know, think about too when a caterpillar transforms into a butterfly. It's such a great metaphor for so many things in life, right? Yeah. Because uh, it is life. It's not even just a metaphor, it is life. It is life. <laughs> <laughs> metaphor and it's not, right? Um, but, you know, the caterpillar literally melts, it is unrecognizable. And does it know what's happening? Does it know instinctively what to do? Is it doing anything, or is it just unconscious? We don't even know these things, right? right. Um, but yeah, and then what emerges from an enormous struggle. By the way, you know, if you ever had the experience as a kid where you know your caterpillar spins a cocoon and you, you watch it, you know, the, the butterfly has an enormous struggle coming out of that cocoon. And I often share this in my classes um, when we talk about the value of personal struggle. Uh, If you were to cut the cocoon to help the butterfly get out with less struggle, because it's got to force its way through that little hole and tear itself open, tear the cocoon open. If you were to take a pair of scissors and cut the cocoon to make it easier for the butterfly, the butterfly will die. Mm. Because the struggle is what forces the circulation of the, the fluids into the butterfly's wings by forcing itself through that hole. So sometimes the struggle is what we need for the transformation. And, um, um, you know, that's That's, kind of what we're going through.
0: Right. And so to bring that analogy home into our own lives with spiritual growth, personal growth, it, most of the time it is not pleasant. I mean, there are, uh, there are pleasantries and there's sunshine and rainbows and people can, you know, be on mountaintops and all of a sudden become uh, more enlightened because of, you know, some beautiful experience. And I'm preaching the choir here, you being a, a coach, an amazing coach and working with hundreds, thousands of people all over the world that there's usually darkness and tears and anger and times of like, what the fuck, or I don't want to do this and resistance. And so I would love to touch on that a little bit. So people who are listening, it's, it's not always pretty. (laughs) It's not pretty. And Um, yeah, I would love for you to touch on that because you have worked with thousands of people and you've seen a lot. So I, I would love to have you just touch on those difficulties just so people know that they're not alone and they're normal.
1: Mm -hmm. You mean the difficulties in terms of resisting what's so and fighting against what's so instead of going with it?
0: That's, um, also just transforming and how, how people could experience, difficulties in this time that, uh, when they are, are in that chrysalis and they're transforming and when they're coming out of the chrysalis, that there's going to be dark nights and there might be times that they, uh, you know, they just, they, they wonder what they're doing, um, how they're going to make it through and all that, all that stuff.
1: Yeah. You know, and I, and what I always try to teach my clients, um, is it's about raising your, your, Your conscious perspective right and what do I mean by that is this all there is if this is all there is for you and it's all about what's around you and and whatnot um, and it's all about you (laughs) right Um, it's going to be a bigger struggle and a more painful struggle if we get to this a bigger purpose um, you adopt a higher conscious perspective and you're able to therefore include the dark and the light in your experience instead of cursing the darkness and only embracing the light. Right. Mm. Um, you know, in fact, there's a, there's a really great book. Uh, Of course, most people know, uh, Neil Donald Walsh who wrote Conversations with God. Yes. Um, and the messages in that book, whether you come from a religious background or not just resonate so beautifully. Um, and I tend to, Orient myself more to, more spiritually than religiously. Um, so just to share, you know, where I'm coming from, and I, I relate to a lot of the spiritual concepts uh, uh, that are related to that. Particularly in his short story, "The Little Soul and the Sun." Uh, have you ever Have you ever read it? I
0: have not read that one. No, I've read the conversations, but not that one.
1: It's just amazing, and in it. I'll encapsulate the story briefly. There's a little soul that's talking to God. And uh, and again, you need to take from it what you can if, if your orientation isn't the traditional notion of God. Um, but just borrowing from that, um, little soul is talking to God, and he says he wants to know more about who he is. And um, so he says, well, you're the light, and the light created you. So how can you learn more about who you are if you're already being that? Mm. And Later on in the, in the story, he talks about how um, in order to experience himself as the light, because if you hold a candle into the sun, it blends in. So how can you distinguish who you are in the light when there's only a light around you? So what he's told is, I will create darkness so that you can see who you are in contrast. Mm. So when the darkness comes, don't curse it but be a light unto it, right, Uh. it's part of our experience, you know, we've all heard um, you cannot know the light without first knowing the darkness, you know, and this is one of those times, um, and I, and, and as, whether it's something as cosmic as this is, or it's something like, you know, you got laid off from your job, And now you're doing a job search and not feeling real confident. And I mean, before this crisis too, but just the normal sort of every day, you know, people lose their jobs or they get fired or they quit and don't know what they're doing, you know, whatever. That's, that's darkness too, Yep. you know? Um, And so it's really about this higher conscious perspective that helps you to be a light unto the darkness, to embrace all situations, Mm. all the ones that we would label as good, and the ones that we would label as bad, embrace them all as our experience, as part of our experience. Doesn't mean we have to pretend they're not bad. Right. Pretend that they're good because you know what? They're not bad and they're not good. The yeah. feelings that we have in response to them feel bad and feel good. But the situations self, this is just what the planet's doing. Yes. It's just what it is. This is nature. There's viruses in the world. You know, yep. it's, what, it, it, it's, it's how we face them that feels good and feels bad. And it's natural for us to feel emotions that feel good and bad, but we can feel those and not judge them as being a good or bad.
0: I love that. That was so gorgeous. And I think what a lot of people are experiencing right now is with, with this, crisis and this virus and the isolation and all of that is people are being really thankful and really tapping into their gratitude for what they do have if it's if it's toilet paper which you know everybody like toilet paper is the thing right now or if it's longing for normalcy or whatever it is it's uh, a, a little blessing in the situation is that we are able to go, wow, gosh, I really miss going for you know, a, a drink happy hour with my my friend or whatever it is. and I, I that's right. really um, think that's that's a beautiful thing right now.
1: And focusing on what you're grateful for. I mean, there's a lot of scientific research about gratitude and, and and what it actually does for us in terms of the chemicals released in the brain and, um, how it affects our mood, our levels of anxiety. I was on a call today and uh, they had us list things that they give us two minutes to list everything you're grateful for. And it was amazing because I wrote things like, um, that, you know, I'm healthy. Uh, my mom isn't alone right now. Um, my, you know, my best friend, who's who's not well and has some health challenges, is it, it and uh, has a dog that has to be walked. That's all taken care of, and he's okay. Um, I'm busy with lots of things to do. I'm staying connected. I have enough food. My doormen in my building, because in New York we live in doormen buildings. <laughs> um, my doormen are amazing. My the people in my building's community are amazing. Uh, the chorus I sing with, we're we're doing all kinds of projects to stay connected and to still create music for the world, even while we can't be together to do it. Um, I just had to buy a new computer, and and I I'm excited and happy about that, you know, and just the little things that to be. You know, to be grateful for. What was interesting? What he did on this call was he had us all rate our anxiety levels on a scale of one to ten. Mm. We all typed it into the chat window. Then he had us go through that exercise for two minutes, and then he had us rate our anxiety levels again on a scale of one to ten. And it was amazing. There were a couple of hundred people on this call, um, and it was amazing to see the, the the anxiety levels reduce a few points just in the in those three minutes.
0: Oh, I love that, and beautiful exercise. And I'm actually going to start doing that with myself because I, I have no idea or I, I have no doubt it'll work beautifully. Um, something that you and I were also talking the other day is that being in touch with each other and how FaceTime is such a gift and I'm calling it a morale boost because as soon as like I was I was in an okay mood. I mean, my anxiety stress level was probably uh, maybe like a five when you and I talked the other day, uh, before we talked the other day. And normally, you know me, you've known me for years. I'm usually probably about a two. I'm very chill. (laughs) And when I talked to you, I was probably at a five. And then when we got the phone, I was back to a two. And it was because we had, I don't know, how long were we on the phone? For like an hour or so? and
1: I think it may have been longer. It could have been. Yeah. It was quite a long time.
0: It was a long time. And so you started this call by talking about social distancing and how it's not social dis- dis- distancing, it's physical distancing. And I think that is a great uh, a great thing to talk about right now because... Really, staying in touch with each other is going to be one of the biggest things that are going to get us through this time.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. And I think that um, you know, it's 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 really about um, supporting those in isolation and knowing your own tribe and taking care of your own tribe. Right? You know, who are the people that matter to you the most, and who are the people that matter most to you? Yeah. Did I say both directions? Who do you matter the most to and who matters the most to you? Right. Um, And what do you all need for supporting each other? And to talk with those folks, plan for what they can do and what you can do to provide support for each other. And then do that stuff before anything else. You take care of yourself and your tribe first. That way you've got the bandwidth because your anxiety is lower to be able to then reach out and support you know and support others outside of that immediate circle um and then you know if you know anybody who you know a neighbor somebody down the street who's elderly they live alone and they might need some help connect with them um and if you're not comfortable visiting them because of course we need to be careful about that or even standing at their door if the weather is nice and you can stand six feet away at the door call them up yep you know um unfortunately some folks you know if they're really up there some of the technology that really kind of helps with this stuff isn't necessarily uh much of a viable alternative for them because it's hard for them to learn it and work it um and to be aware of that and you know but a good old-fashioned telephone call can make such a difference
0: such a difference
1: a friend of mine um who is on the board of directors now for his synagogue and what they uh have been doing is they the whole board has split up all of the elderly members of the congregation that live alone, and they've been calling them. Aww. And he said he can't believe how appreciative folks are and how much of a difference a five minute phone call makes in, in, in the, in the entire day Right. some of the folks that he's called. Oh. So I think it's really important to not underestimate the, uh, the value of that, you know? And, um, it's so to be aware of who might be struggling with increased feelings of isolation uh, and reach out phone, FaceTime, you know, staying connected is, is, uh, one of the things that's really, really vitally important.
0: Absolutely. It is because we're in this together and it, we're, we're meant to be together. We are spiritual beings and we are meant to stay connected and, um, it just, it does, it feels so good. My elderly neighbors that live right next door, they were taking a little walk and they were outside and it was just, if we had a 30 second exchange. We were laughing waving at each other and how are you doing? I'm like, do you have enough? Do you have enough food? They're like, oh yeah, honey, we're fine. We're fine. And just seeing people right now, it's like, oh my God, hi, how are you? And
1: Right, you really get in touch with the appreciation of being in your life right now, right?
0: Yes. And I really feel like when this is over, oh my goodness, when we can get out and about and see each other again, oh my gosh. I I think I will be hugging and kissing every single person I see.
1: Uh (sighs) Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I totally get you. I totally get you. And some other things too. I like to add about staying together, um, or staying connected. Um, write a letter. Mm. You know, and and uh, and this was suggested by somebody that I sing with. It doesn't only have to be uh, someone you know, but there's actually a website that has a list of charities where you can write letters to support people struggling with illness, depression, and loneliness. Aww. Yeah, um, so the link that I have is kind of long, but if you go to, it's medium.com. Okay. Um, and, or Google, like, you know, medium.com um, letter writing, perhaps maybe you'll find the actual link. It's just a little bit, there, there's no way to post it on here, is there? Or actually, I could post it in the Zoom chat window,
0: can't I? Yeah, you can, and I can put it in the show notes okay. with the with the podcast.
1: Great. So, you know what, let me do that right now.
0: So while you were doing that, um, mm-hmm. something that again, we discussed the other day is how do we maximize our time in isolation? And one of the questions that I've been asking myself and that's. I would love to hear what, uh, how you would answer this is who will I be when this is all over? If I am going to really take advantage of this time to better myself, what am I going to do? When these doors open up and we are free to move about the world again, who am I going to be? And that has been big with me this week is how am I going to be different? What, what is going to change? What is going to be better about me when I, when I leave these doors? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is a personal question for you. What, what are you going to do during this time to transform? I mean, you are already amazing. I mean, you are one of my favorite people in the whole wide world and I really can't imagine you getting any better, but
1: we all have, you know, room to grow. And there's, you know, people that I feel that way about that I aspire to be that I'm like, oh my God, I'll never be, you know, as amazing as so-and-so, right? Um, And it's, you know, it's all in how we look at each other, right? Um, And so, you know, I don't know. Um, I'm anticipating that the immediate things that I've been focusing on that are taking time, um, you know, will start to it'll start to calm down a little bit. And then I may have actual more like, you know, sit still time and whatnot. And, you know, and then what can I do with that? And there's books I want to read. There's projects in my apartment I'd like to take on that I just not had time for. Um, And even some of my own life planning, you know, financial planning stuff or something. In fact, I need to meet with my financial advisor and there's an assignment he gave me to do that I haven't done. Time to do it, you know? Yeah. Um, And yeah, you know, it's, I think there's a lot to learn, Jess, for, for most of us about being present mm. and still without having to do something. Mm. So many of us are so uncomfortable with that. It's like, what do I do with myself? Right. right? And yeah. what if there's nothing? I mean, think about, you know... People that live, say, like a Buddhist monk lifestyle, there's not a lot for them to do, do. They spend most of their time in stillness and in the present moment and meditating, you know? And why? To put that kind of energy out into the world for the rest of us poor schmucks down here that won't do it for ourselves, (laughs) you know? Um, So, yeah, I'm not sure what else to uh, to actually say about that, but just being still. There's a lot of value in being still, centering, meditating, being with the people that you love.
0: And, and I, I'm in the same boat as you. I am still sitting with that and contemplating what that looks like for me, because I think we're still processing right now. This is still, we're, we're still trying to get our bearings and figure out what's going on. Uh, We're still adjusting. And, and the more, Uh, like you were saying, when things start to quiet and we maybe get into a little rhythm and maybe in the next week or two, then when we're able to get a little more quiet, then we can start answering that question. So, you know, as good of a friend that you are, I'm really excited to see what you come up with. And and I'm going to share with you what I come up with.
1: Great. Great. I put some, uh, some links up there for you. There's some others here too um joining an online book club
0: oh I love that
1: right so I posted there for you to share with your listeners Jess um uh, a list of popular of popular ones um and also a list of popular communities where you could just interact with people in um, uh, who have similar interests uh, yeah. another one is nextdoor.com um, where you can actually connect with people in your neighborhood um, who you might not even know, but when you join the app, it puts you in a community, of based on your location, based on your immediate neighborhood, people generally post all kinds of things like who has a good restaurant recommendation, a good housekeeper, a good, uh, you know, whatever, or is there, or is there anybody who does tutoring or people, you know, market things like tutoring services and whatnot. Um, and so I've been part of it here in New York City for quite a while. So it's you know probably about a seven block radius, I think, of where my apartment is and all these people. And people have been posting all kinds of things, offering to do food runs for people that maybe are homebound and can't get out um, or it's risky for them to do that. Um, people posting things for help and stuff like that. So that's also a good way to stay connected with people.
0: I love um, that. Um, as I said, you said, know, you can watch a
1: TV show or a movie with people who are elsewhere, um, through, you know, using zoom, um, and you can share that, watch it together. Like you're in the room together, keep your camera and video on and watch the movie together and comment like you would, if you were sitting next to each other, I just did that with six people the other night. We watched cabaret while all drinking wine and having popcorn. It was great.
0: I love that. When are we going to do that? And what are we going to watch?
1: We could do that tonight. I love it. There's also an extension for the Chrome browser uh, called Netflix Party that allows you and others to watch Netflix programs simultaneously and chat. Love it. Um, Yeah. So there's all kinds of stuff like that um, out there to be doing. Exercising, of course, becomes really important to do while we're by ourselves. And, you know, remember, too, this doesn't mean we can't go outside. Right. You know, it means we can't go outside and meet up. Right. Right. And be close to each other and be in groups. You know, you want to go running in the park, that's fine. I think it was Governor Cuomo, uh, the governor of New York, who said this in his press conference. He said, go and enjoy the park. Go for a run. That's why we're leaving the parks opening. Just don't go with a group of people and play basketball.
0: Right. And that's what they're saying here in Denver. And just this morning, one of the highlights of my day was running to the park close to me. And, of course, it was... It was interesting, you know, keeping the distance between people. I was crossing the road and running in the middle of the road at times, but it just was so uplifting to be able to get outside, get some fresh air, move, see the sun.
1: That's right. Yep, that's right. Absolutely. Um, So there's just so much to do for self-care as well as for, you know, for socializing, crafting and hobbies, reading, games. There's online performances. You know, it's interesting. The, uh, the Metropolitan Opera here in New York does online performances nightly. Um, oh, my goodness. The Seattle Symphony. Yeah, the Seattle Symphony streams concerts. Um, the Actors Fund does performances on YouTube. Um, you know, a lot of this is New York-based, but, of course, it's uh, – online. So you, know, you can get into it. Anyway, the Berlin Philharmonic does some digital broadcasting and things. So there's, you know, all kinds of stuff to be doing, uh, for people who have a religious orientation, people of faith, there's uh, many religious institutions, uh, are doing their worship services online. Um, you know, so that that's even available to people. Um, so there's really so much to be able to access to help make it easier. Yep. Um, I'm certainly not saying that therefore everything's great. Nothing to worry about, you know, <laughs> this is about things that we can do to manage the anxiety yep. and stay connected.
0: Mark, thank you so much. All of those Ideas and resources are so valuable, and that's why I wanted to talk to you today. Was because you do have so many great insights and ideas that will help us get through this this time. And thank you so much.
1: Awesome, you're welcome. Can I make two other?
0: Yes, absolutely. Before we
1: wrap. So I think one thing that's important is don't watch the news all day long.
0: Hmm. Yes. Don't
1: bury your head in the sand, but you know there's not going to be drastic changes every day that we're going to need to know about. So watch the news once a day, limited period of time. You know, I heard somebody say today on a call. They said the the, the media's business model is to keep you watching. That's how they make money. <sighs> yeah. That's their business model. Yep. To keep you watching more, because then you see the commercials, and those advertisers want you to, right? So you don't have to play into that. Um, it sucks you in. Right? Yep. So set some boundaries on that. And also set some boundaries on conversations that you have with people. If people are talking about stuff with you, that's all doom and gloom, and it makes you anxious. Feel free to say to that person, can we change the topic? I don't want to this is just giving me a lot of anxiety right now that I don't need. I think those are two really important self care things that we can do. Yes. So I just squeeze those in before we're before we're done.
0: I'm so glad you did, because that was so good, because we all need to hear that. And thank you. Um, I, I love you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I do want to have you on another time and we can talk about other topics because you. you and I, we, we talk about an array of things and we have a lot of fun. So I appreciate you coming Some on. I'm
1: not so sure are necessarily good for this kind of party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: so yes we 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 talk about many things <laughs> um thank you again honey for coming on and um, you know helping um, all of us with tips and ideas uh, just to soothe and get through this time so again thank you I really appreciate you Certainly. and I appreciate you too, Jess. Thank you. Oh, mm-hmm. To everyone who's listening, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Game of Love podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode and show me some love by giving it a nice rating and a review. And until next time, get out there and love each other.